Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Let us pray. O risen Christ, open us to the power of your resurrection as we hear it proclaimed anew this day that we too might rise to new life in you. Amen. The reading today is from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers and sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. The word of God for the people of God. Good morning. Did everyone get lots of good sleep over this stormy weekend? How many of you are still without power at home? Oh, bless you. You're welcome to come to my house if you can endure the, the cat. Um, so this morning we're talking about what if love isn't enough? And I'm sure for all of you, at some point in your lives, you have probably felt that love isn't enough in a situation. Uh, I always thought that um, the hardest sermon to prepare for and preach was one on forgiveness. Until I worked uh, this past week at preparing a sermon on what if love isn't enough. You know, when you really dive deep into what love is, what agape love is, what God's kind of love is, um, lots of things begin to stir within you. You see how you may not be loving people as you should. And so this week was, uh, was one in which um, agape love was uh, at the 
the forefront of my life and my mind, and um, we'll get to talk more about that here in just a little bit. A group of professionals posed the question, what does love mean to a group of four to eight-year-olds? And the answers they got were broader and deeper than anyone could have ever imagined. Uh, Let's see what you think. I picked the top eight. Some of them I did not feel were pulpit appropriate, so if you'd like to see those, I can show them to you uh, after the service. Um, But here were my, my top eight. When my grandmother got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore. So my grandfather does it for her all the time, even when his hands got arthritis too. That's love. This is a good one. Love is when a girl puts on perfume and a boy puts on shaving cologne and they go out and smell each other. I know a few teenage boys who think this is how it works. Uh, Love is what's in the room with you at Christmas if you stop opening presents and you just listen. That's what love is. Love is when you tell a guy that you like his shirt and then he wears it every single day. Love is when mommy sees daddy smelly and sweaty and still says that he is handsomer than Robert Redford. (laughs) Love is when your puppy licks your face even after you have left him home alone all day. When you love somebody, your eyelashes go up and down and little stars come out of you. (laughs) I didn't know that. You really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it. But if you mean it, you should say it a lot because people are forgetful. Out of the mouth of babes, we see many ideas of what love is. And today we're going to explore the four categories of love. See, there's not just one type of love. There's actually four. And we'll see the value in all types of love, um, but we'll also see what happens when they're not enough. Now this first one, I struggled with how to describe it um, because I knew children would be in the audience. So the first one is Eros. Eros is what I would call romantic love. Uh, It's based on pleasure, and when pleasure is not received, this love begins to fade. And on its own, this love is never enough. This relationship will uh, tire out. And then you've got Stergo. Stergo is love based upon family, being family with someone, being tied to them. Um, that, that blood bond um, where you feel there's this obligation to this person in your family um, because you have a tie to them. So I'm not going to have you raise your hand because I know you all have this person and we don't want to embarrass anyone in here. Uh, we all have that family member that we love solely because they are family or they married into our family, or we have some tie to them, Uh, we have some sense of obligation. But if we did not have a family tie, we probably would never ever talk to that person 
um, because they just rub us the wrong way. I see some smiles and some head nodding, so I'm, I'm glad we're in agreement on here. I'm not the only one. Uh, and then we have phileo love. This love is based on friendship and common interests. There's something that brings you together with this person. Um, something that you share a passion about, um, something that is rewarding to both of you, um, and this creates a strong bond. But when those things that bring you together don't exist, time goes on, um, sometimes that strong bond breaks and people grow apart. So there are times when Sturgo love and phileo love, they are not enough. But then we come to agape love. This is what I would call the real love. Agape love, as defined by Boyer, is love based upon the power of God to seek the highest of good of others unconditionally. That's a lot to take in. Like, it is something that has to do with unconditional love, caring about others, no strings attached. It's not concerned with how we feel, has nothing to do with feelings. It's all about our actions. It responds not to the attractiveness of the other person, but to the condition and the need of the other person. Its motivation is not the selfish desire to enjoy the other person, but the selfless desire to benefit him or her. Essentially, it is concerned and benevolent towards others. So agape love, really, you get nothing out of it other than knowing that you're being obedient to God. It has nothing to do with you getting something out of it, which is very different than the other three types of love that I just mentioned, because you benefit from those other types of love. But in agape love, you don't. This love was good enough for us to receive um, when Christ died on the cross for us, which gives us this perfect example of what it means to sacrifice and do something for people who can do nothing for you in return. We couldn't save ourselves. We couldn't pay some ultimate price. There was nothing that we can do to get our salvation. But God's love, it's my favorite statement, you know, but God. But God in his love showed us agape love. The love that is actually enough. The love that doesn't fail. This is the love that we should have for God and for others. Here's some important things about agape love. It's not something we work up to. It's something that we work out through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not something you can do on your own. Like you, you are not gonna wake up and just be abounding in, in agape love and love every difficult person in your life uh, on your own. It's something that gets worked out through the power of the Holy Spirit and uh, it's not something you can do on your own. And it's definitely not something that flows out of you all the time. Now, if it does, please let me know. I want to know your secret. Um, because as I wrestled with this sermon this week, I realized more and more and more where I was lacking uh, it, in agape love. So it's not something that flows out of us all of the time. 
It's something that is developed through practice and intentionality. So your desire to give agape love to other people is something that you have to practice and something that you have to be intentional about. Here's a big one, this is difficult. This is something you gotta take home and chew on this week. Agape love is not given due to the character of the receiver. It has nothing to do with how good or wonderful or kind or awesome the person is that you're going to show love to. Normally, it's the opposite. You show love to that person who is difficult, who is unlovable, um, who it's not easy. It has nothing to do with their character. It has everything, everything to do with your character. It is, however, uh, it is, however, an unlimited resource. We've talked about how you have to have the Holy Spirit to help you do this, and it doesn't flow all the time, so you've got to practice it. You have to be intentional. You have to be concerned about your character and acting out love. Not whether, some, whether someone earns or has done anything um, to deserve the agape love that you have to give. Um, but it comes from an unlimited resource. It's the nature of God. Agape love is everything that God is. And we are in relationship with him. And we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And those things give us the opportunity to share agape love with others. We really have no excuse as believers. We have no excuse to go our own way and not show God's love, agape love to others. Because we have everything that we need to show it. I wanna take us back to the scripture just once again. God is love. Let us love one another because love is from God. We know that. Those of us who've experienced the love of God, we know it. We know it in our inmost being. We know that we know that we know that love comes from God. And we've experienced the love that he has for us. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us. How many of you would love to see love perfected in you? I don't think there's anybody who, uh, who says, ah, I don't, wanna, I don't want God to, to work out anything in my life. We may resist it at times. But agape love is the love that lasts. It's the love that doesn't fail, and it is the love that is enough. We're gonna explore what agape love is in our everyday lives. Some of these are a little more difficult for me uh, than others, 
And I'm sure some of you, uh, some of these will stand out as areas of improvement. We're all on this journey together. <laughs> Agape love is patient. It does not react to pressure and anger. It's opposed to haste and passionate expressions and thoughts. Agape love is kind, always reaching out to minister good, doing beneficial things to and for others even when they don't deserve it. Agape love is not jealous, not envious of others, happy at the advancement of others even when they obtain a treasure that you don't have or a treasure that you want. Agape love does not brag. It doesn't call attention to itself through words. It's modest and careful in speech. Agape love is not arrogant, not proud. It's humble, not inflated, not conceited. Agape love does not act unbecomingly. It's polite, always decent, sensitive to others. It's thoughtful. Agape love does not seek its own. It is submissive, self-sacrificing, not selfish, not stubborn, and it's thankful. Agape love is not provoked. It's even-tempered, not on edge, and not quick to retaliate against those who have sinned or offended one. Agape love does not take into account a wrong suffered. It doesn't keep score. Doesn't hold a grudge, not bitter, not revengeful. It's forgiving. Agape love does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It's sorrowful about other sins, happy at the repentance of others, and does not talk about a person's sin behind their back. Agape love bears all things, endures under pressure, doesn't give way to pressure put on them by others. It blocks all the entry of sinful attitudes towards people who have caused distress upon them. It does not give in to the pressure to quit. Agape love believes all things, gives the benefit of the doubt, not cynical or suspicious, does not imagine something is wrong without proof, is not distrusting. Agape love hopes all things. It is optimistic, not negative or pessimistic. It sees the bright side of things. Last but not least, agape love endures all things. It doesn't give up. We see in the scripture that God is love. And I hope every one of you has experienced the agape love of God. And then there is the commandment to love. Like if, you, if you know God, you've experienced God, then you need to love God and others. Not in, not in a way that is conditioned upon the character of other people. Not something because you get something out of it, but because you're called to a love that is bigger than yourselves. A love that you have to work out through the power of the Holy Spirit and a love that you have to be intentional about. This love doesn't fail.
this love doesn't run out. The other three, Eros, Stergo, and Phileo, they are not enough. They're not bad things. They're not bad kinds of love. But they will never, ever, ever be enough in your relationships with other people. You have to have agape love. You have to live out agape love. You have to be intentional about agape love. Um, and we can love others because God first loved us. He loved us when Christ died upon the cross and when the stone was rolled away. And I'm not sure about where everyone is in their walk with Christ today. But this week, the reality check of what agape love is and my call to love others, even those who are difficult and those who rub me the wrong way and, and those that seem unlovable and those that I just don't really want to deal with. God still wants to roll those stones away. He wants for me to experience his love and then in fact go and love others. We can continue to be let down by the types of love that are not enough the types of love that will fail us, the types of love that are conditional, or brothers and sisters in Christ, we can embrace the love that rolls away stones. We can experience the life-changing love that God has for us, and by his spirit, we can walk in the love that God desires for us to have towards others. That's your challenge this week, and the challenge I give myself. If God is willing to roll away the stones if we'll let him. And I'm sure there's plenty of us who need the strength and the courage to love where maybe we haven't. And we've got some stones to roll away this week. Amen. So even though Peter's not here, you should be able to recite it with me. Chapelwood United Methodist Church exists to help ourselves and others take their next step in their faith journey with Christ. It seems clear that this week that next step for you might be reaching out the hand of love to someone it's just, it's just hard to love sometimes. But if you feel like you're not quite there, if you need to be filled up a little more with the agape before it overflows, uh, then I encourage you to find a small group to help you go deeper into what God has for you. There's one meeting on Thursday nights at Mike Heather's house. I think Rhonda Taylor has some more starting up if you talk with her and APT. Keep getting the tank filled because it is out of an overflow of love that we extend love to those around us. As we get ready to go into our next week, let's sing our final hymn, which is Jesus, Thine All Victorious Love. So grab hymnals, page 422. I swear we're gonna get those little bookmarker things so that you can get them ahead of time. 422, Jesus, Thine All Victorious Love. Reach out and grab the hand of someone near. and receive this benediction and challenge for the week. Get filled with God's love so that you can go out and give it away. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Go in peace.